You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about doing business through your virtual office. And I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Frank Cottle. Let me tell you all about him. He is the CEO of Alliance Virtual Offices and the chairman of the Alliance Business Centers Network. He's a recognized expert on flexible working, the virtual office movement, and the third place working. He has experience managing multiple business centers across North America, and he spent over three decades delivering business services for startups, entrepreneurs, and small business. He is definitely the go-to authority on flexible and remote work. Welcome, Frank. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? Well, gosh, it's, uh, it's hard to add too much to that. You did a wonderful job. Thank you, Nancy. We're super excited to have you today. Lots and lots of great information. So let me just kick it off to ensure everybody is on the same page. Can you share the differences between virtual office and co-working space, or are those the same thing? No, that, that's, that's very easy, actually. I'll, I'll start at the higher level, and I'll define our, our entire industry for you. Um, our industry, which is generally referred to as a serviced office and co-working industry, consists of all providers that combine people, place, and technology into a single bundled product and deliver that product with a highly flexible service agreement. Um, So uh, if you were to think of the automotive industry, you could say the the analogy would be uh, the automotive industry is everybody that uh, combines a, a chassis, a motor, and wheels, and it moves people around. Well, we're the serviced office and co-working industry, and we provide we combine people, place, and technology. Uh, and our biggest value proposition uh, in the combination of those things is the economic advantages, but as much as that, flexibility. And certainly for startups, for smaller businesses, for all businesses, uh, actually, uh, flexibility is key to their success. And so that is a, a, a primary component that, that we, we provide. The differences between a serviced office or a business center and a co-working center, an incubator, an accelerator, a media center, a logistics center, all the different types of products our industry provides um, really is the brand promise. And using the automotive analogy, uh, when you buy a sports car, the brand promise is you're just going to grin and giggle when you drive it. When you buy a luxury car, you're going to feel pretty good about yourself. Uh, if you have a family van, you can go places with the whole crew. So there's always a brand promise attached to a product. And the differentiator in our industry is that business centers, serviced offices, the brand promise is people, place, and technology with professional image and services. 
a co-working center by comparison would take that same people, place, and technology, but the brand promise would be to its members uh, business growth through a collaborative community. An incubator would just take either of those two and add mentoring. That's where you come in a lot. Uh, and uh, an accelerator would add access to capital to an incubator. And then there are a, a variety of other specialty uh, uh, products as well that have their own brand promise. So your question, long answer, but I hope added some definition. Your question, a virtual office is really takes any of those facilities, business center, co-working center, incubator, accelerator, and <clears throat> combines people, place, and technology, but the place aspect of it, the permanent office aspect of it, is even more flexible. Instead of having a dedicated permanent office, you might have a free and in common use or in common use of meeting rooms, uh, private offices for day use, and you would use them, you would use the address um, of the virtual office for your commercial business purposes. Um, uh, but you would use the office facilities on an as needed, just in time basis. So by the hour, by the day, by the week, by the month, but just in time, uh, just as you needed them. Uh, so it That's really awesome. can help cut costs. Uh, and, uh, because we have, uh, uh, many hundreds of facilities around the world. We've got about 700 facilities around the world. Um, you can basically set up a network of virtual offices. So maybe you work for one day in Los Angeles and another day in Denver and another day in Dallas where you have clients. Well, you can go to a facility in each of those cities, check in, uh, and uh, utilize those facilities as you move from city to city. So it's a, a, we think of the occupier of office space more as a traveler than we do of a permanent a resident. That's a great answer. And I love all the detail you put in there. So don't worry about if it felt a little long. It, I learned a few new things in that. So I know you're a big fan of believing that virtual offices play a big role in driving today's economy. Can you yes. share a little bit of your thoughts on that? Well, in today's economy, almost every company is an international company. You have an offshore supplier or an offshore customer, or you buy technology from somewhere, or you send technology somewhere. Uh, almost all companies are international by definition in today's world. And the ability to set up a network of offices uh, for yourself to service customers offshore or to uh, help teammates offshore um, uh, really adds quite a bit of, of, of benefit for the growth model of most companies. And I'll, I'll take, you know, in today's uh, both business and, and political environment, uh, immigration is a really big thing. Everybody talks about immigration, both positively and negatively. Um, but in today's world, you can hire people anywhere in the world. And the one thing that doesn't require a work visa is intellectual property. So you can hire people wherever you want. They can utilize and you can set up a virtual office for your team wherever it happens to be. Um, and you can hire people without disrupting their family, without adding a lot of corporate costs. And you can still have a totally connected office environment as if you were all together in the same place. Uh, and that's a huge benefit because you can find the best people, not just the local people. Um, 
and it's a very cost-effective and a very uh, a productive way to grow a business. That's great. I totally believe that too. And there's, I think the perception of talent outside of the U.S. is starting to change, that there's a lot of talent outside in some of the other countries that people might have downplayed as, well, they're not as good as we are. But I've in my job with IBM, I got to travel all over the world, and I met some really, really bright people. So I love how you say that. It brings people together. So let me ask you this. You've been doing this for like three decades. What are the hottest requests right now? Is it like coffee bars, bring your pet to work, or do people just want the no-frill space? <laughs> um, <clears throat> it, it, it's really different. There, there are five major categories of client in our industry. And it might surprise you that if, if, if I were to break the categories of customer down uh, into 20% increments, which if we aggregate all the markets is about right, uh, the biggest customer in our industry or one of those 20% increments is actually government. Um, now government has very different needs than an entrepreneur. Uh, you referenced IBM. IBM's been a huge customer of, of ours and our industries throughout the years. Uh, and uh, so the large corporates, the publicly listed companies, if you will, they have different needs from government and different needs from the entrepreneurs as well. Then you break down legal, accounting, financial services professionals, again, a different set of needs. You go to SMEs, different again, and you go to startups, and whoa, that's really different. So um, each of those groups has a hot button. Um, with government, it's budgeting. That's the one thing that all Republicans and Democrats have to agree to every year is an annual budget. So budgeting structures are very important to government. Uh, the ability to cancel at the end of a budget period. Uh, for the large corporates, it can be uh, privacy and uh, extreme flexibility so they can grow very rapidly in a new market they're exploring. For legal and accounting and financial services professionals, it's a great place to meet their clients. Very, very big focus on professional image and services. SMEs, flexibility, big key. Uh, for startups, uh, reduced costs. So beer Friday, um, you know, lunch and learns, all those other things that go on in the centers are additive. But when it really comes down to it, it's business and business is driven by economy. And that relates to what the big hot button is economies of scale and high degree of flexibility so people can change as their business or as the times change. I never thought about all five of those. I always think of that as startups or people that need a professional place like the financials and the services. So interesting perspective. You brought up lunch and learns. As a speaker, I was approached to provide some business training at a co-working location here in Denver as a value add of course uh -huh. other clients. Do you see a trend toward bringing in more training like this to virtual offices? Um, yes, I do. Um, it's become quite popular to once a week or, or so have a professional uh, in, uh, a business coach like yourself, a legal or an accounting professional to address a topic. Um, a, a lot of uh, centers are very focused on bringing in people from the venture capital uh, industry to uh, explain to those startups, you know, the best ways to approach getting funding and, and, and all of that. You know, it's so challenging. We have information overload, but we still like to hear it straight from an individual. Um, it's wonderful listening to a TED talk and it's wonderful exploring the internet, but you really still want to 
interact directly with a knowledgeable individual. Uh, and so that kind of programming goes on very, very often and, and is quite common in our industry. And it's just part oh, of the, the process. Good. I was excited to be asked to serve some of those people and help them accelerate. That's really cool. So I was checking out your website to see which of your offices are near my house, in case I ever need to use it. And I found, it looks like, let me see if I got this right, you partner with existing spaces, almost like an Uber model for virtual offices. Um, is that that, that, is, right? that is correct. We have a, a private network, uh, the Alliance Business Centers Network. Um, and that's a private network. And think of it uh, more like Best Western Hotels, uh, okay. where you've got uh, Nancy's uh, Best Western Hotel. Uh, and it's Nancy's Hotel, but it's a part of the Best Western Group. And right. we provide through that company a lot of back office services, uh, uh, technology, sales, marketing services uh, that are utilized by these facilities. And that gives us a window into the quality of services they can provide. And uh, like, not like Uber, but more like Expedia. Uh, okay. We are a wholesaler uh, and we sell uh, products to our client base and utilize our own member centers to provide services to us and our clients. So it's more of an Expedia model than an Uber model. That's a great model. So is there any difference for the listeners if they're looking for office space to book with you versus booking directly with a location? Um, not really. I'd like to say there's a huge difference. Um, if you're just needing one office in one place, uh, oftentimes booking directly with a location is, is best. Uh, if you need uh, to think of a strategy and you need to possibly have multiple offices in multiple cities, in multiple countries, using multiple currencies, uh, you definitely want to talk to us. Um, uh, so the quality of service, though, at the center level will be exactly the same, just like when you book with Expedia. Um, you might uh, book a Marriott hotel with Expedia and you get the same service as if you booked at Marriott directly. Uh, the right. convenience of Expedia is you can look at lots of different locations objectively or hotels objectively, same with our system. And Expedia can help you globally. Uh, and uh, they can deal with, you know, like say multiple currencies. And for a lot of our clients, they maybe have 10 offices in 10 different countries, but they want one, one bill in, and right. they want to pay that in one currency. Uh, so there's a lot of specialized services uh, that we provide that really helps people out. And this is especially true when you deal, uh, take yourself, uh, you do uh, coaching and training and you travel around a lot. You might want to deal with one company that can book meeting and training rooms with you all over the U.S. or all over the world and just have one concierge level contact that you say, I need a cop, I need a room in Barcelona and Berlin and, and Beijing on these three days and you just have one contact and one bill that you pay. That's awesome. Frank, you're really good at making your examples relevant. And since this podcast is in over 75 countries, this will be really, really relevant for the listeners. Very cool. So really quickly, tell us about your podcast. What do you cover and who should listen to it? Well, I don't do a podcast. You, I, you do the podcast. There was one on the website, so maybe it was someone oh, on your team. Uh, yes, it, we, we have a variety of podcasts on uh, different websites of ours uh, that um, have featured us uh, from uh, other uh, expert uh, podcasters. Oh, very cool. So listeners, if you want to get some additional information on questions I didn't think to ask Frank, check out their website because 
it looked like some pretty cool stuff. Good for you. So I added two signature questions, Frank. You are the first one to get my new question. Uh-oh. Yeah, I got inspired by all my guests telling me what they're reading lately, and I've gone to the library and checked out some really good stuff. Are you reading any good books right now or one that you read recently that you'd recommend to the listeners on any topic? Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, not a book reader. I, I, I shouldn't say that. I read constantly, but I, I, I stay away from uh, business books. Uh, and uh, no particular reason, but I'm an absolute fanatical news hound. So I'm more of a current events person uh, trying to learn everything I can today. Uh, and I found when I was reading business books, I was really oftentimes getting two-year-old research uh, from a person that had a fairly narrow perspective. And so I just said, you know, that's not for me. So that's probably not the that. answer you wanted. But No, no, I can see <clears> that because it takes, it takes a long time to get a book to, you know, to publish. So where do you get your current event news? What do um, you like to listen to? Oh, gosh, everything. Uh, I'm, I'm all over the Internet daily. I... People have asked me, you know, how do I consider my position in our industry? And, you know, we've been in the industry now for 38 years and we're one of the largest companies. And uh, I always just tell them, I, I just hope to be the best student of our industry. And, and, and I really mean that. So I'm searching every day for the, the trends that I think might impact our industry, um, the technologies that I think uh, we'll be able to utilize uh, a couple of years down the road that maybe just are just beginning today, but that we can see an application for down the road, uh, the, the human resources issues that we think impact us, um, anything and everything that I believe would set trends in business is what I'm always after. That's a perfect answer. Absolutely perfect. So here's my other signature question. This one's not as new. This one, everyone gets. Frank, if you had one more hour in your day, how would you spend it? Well, I hate to tell you, but I actually do have one more hour in my day. Um, okay. Because uh, my day starts uh, very early, usually over in Russia or the Middle East, and it keeps working all the way around to all of a sudden I'm in Australia and I've got an extra hour. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we do work in a 25-hour day, it seems here. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, if I were to do it, I think I, I would go back to my student uh, response. I think I would, if I had another hour to explore new trends and new ideas, um, I think that would be the most productive for me. Um, you know, keeping a company on the, the front end of an industry is, has to be a combination of passion and, and, and application, and you, you just cannot have enough knowledge. You cannot have enough knowledge. That's true. That's a great answer, too. That's really good. And I love people that make time to find out the trends and maybe even predict them before we get there, because that's not one of my superpowers. But I'm always amazed at people that have that skill. So very cool. Frank, for people who would like to work more closely with your virtual offices, how can they connect with that? Websites or anything else like that? Well, that, that's really easy. Um, uh, the, the, our core virtual office website is very appropriately named AllianceVirtualOffices.com. Uh, so AllianceVirtualOffices.com. Uh, and if people just want to learn more about our industry in general and what's going on and some of those trends and things, they can go to AllWork.Space. 
all workspace. So allwork.space. And that's a publication that we sponsor and it's the industry's largest news and information resource. So uh, people that want to just know what's going on in general can, can go there as well. Perfect. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't think to ask you today? No, I think it would take hours and hours if I started making a list. Um, no, I'm just grateful to share any information we can that helps entrepreneurs and everybody from the, the, the first person with a dream of a business plan to, you know, the our U.S. federal government that, that needs offices for administrative judges. Uh, you know, what, whatever, whatever we can do to help business grow in general is, is what we want to do. That's amazing, and we appreciate that, too. Frank, thanks so much for being on the show. Lots of new and valuable information. Listeners, I am looking for newer business owners interested in accelerating their business in just one year. The next Turbo Ascent Group is forming right now. It's a combination of coaching, training, accountability, peer advisors, and a mastermind think tank. So really cool. Just check out nancygaines.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.